So one of the coolest things that I get to do as a priest is I get to baptize little babies right over there in the baptismal font, right? So that everyone can see it. That's where we baptize babies here in this church. And uh, one of the things that, uh, that kind of sticks out to me all the time when I baptize a little baby, right? How many of you have little brothers and sisters? Raise your hand if you have a little brother or sister, right? I have two little brothers and I have five uh, nephews, nieces and nephews. Um, now, and uh, I've gotten to baptize some of them, and every time I baptize one of them, I'm struck by this fact. Man, this is a tiny, dependent human being, right? The absolute dependence of the baby on mom and dad, right? So if you have a little brother or sister, you know that uh, the, the, that little baby uh, sometimes cries, right? someone's like yes absolutely Uh, moms and dads you know that when you have a baby the baby cries and what's the baby saying when it's crying I'm hungry feed me I'm thirsty give me something to drink right I'm uh, tired I need someone to rock me to sleep I'm uh, I I need my diaper changed right all those types of things all of those things and and they're dependent, right? To be dependent means to depend on another person, right? Like you need someone else. Now, um, it's interesting. As we get older, you guys have been growing, right? You've been learning things in school. You've been uh, getting new skills. Maybe someone can uh, raise their hand. What's, what's a new skill you've learned? Maybe you've learned something in math or reading or... Yes. What's something you've learned? Yes, you. What's something you've learned? Yes, you. Yes, you. Um, we learned about um, adding numbers together in math. Adding numbers together, right? So you know that two plus two equals? Four. Excellent. Great. Good job. Way to go. Uh, and, uh, and maybe, what, what, did, what have you learned? You had your hand up. You, yeah, you. Multiplication. Multiplication. So you know eight times eight is? 64. Good job. You got it right. Yeah. Uh, someone said in the office yesterday, what's 15 times four? And I was like across the hall and I was like 60. Good. Um, so, uh, what have you learned? Huh? Yeah. You had your hand up. Not to guess when you're reading. Not to guess when you're reading. That's a great skill, right? Right. You have to, you have to work on learning how to read and all right, we're we're good right now. Thank you so much for your answers. I want to hear them uh, more later. So, What's interesting is you learn how to do these things, right? And you become more independent, right? And moms and dads, you love when this happens, right? You love when your kid can swing themselves on the swing, right? You don't have to push them. I was with my nephew, he's five, and I have a niece who's three. We were both on the, they were both on the swings. The three-year-old was doing everything by herself, and the five-year-old was like, I need you to push me, Uncle Will. I'm like, no, you don't, right? You're able to do this. And we love when our children become more independent. It's actually a really good thing, right? The, the I can do it myself of a four-year-old is a really good thing. But I fear, brothers and sisters, that uh, kind of one of the, the challenges of our culture right now is that we don't realize that independence is not our primary way of being. Why is that? We didn't create ourselves, and we don't redeem ourselves. We, from womb to tomb, were dependent. 
right? And when we're young, uh, especially kind of when we're in our teenage years, maybe 20s, we, uh, we try and mask that, right? We try and, and hide that fact. We try and uh, cover it up. We try and say, well, I can, I can do everything myself. I'm a self-made man or a woman. But our belly buttons betray us, guys, right? Why is that? Because they show that we came into the world dependent upon another and that all of our life we're dependent. We, we grow and we change and it's beautiful that we are able to do things. But we forget so often, friends, that we need God. That we need God. We need God who, to, to, to hold us in being and we need God to redeem us. You see, this is nothing new. The prophets talk about this all over the Old Testament. Prophet Joel is reminding the people today of this necessity of pleading for mercy from God, right? Of this necessity to go to God and ask for help of their dependence. And friends, today it, we, we, we celebrate Ash Wednesday and we, uh, we come and we begin this holy season of Lent and Part of repentance, which is what Lent is all about, right? It's the season where we, we particularly uh, learn how to repent, right? Repent for, for the little ones, right? Repent just means it's a fancy way of saying be sorry, right? For the older folks, it means a total conversion of life, right? A total reordering of our life, going towards Jesus more and more and more. You see, this is as old as Adam and Eve, this rejection of dependence. Adam and Eve... They rejected, they rejected the fact that they were creatures and therefore dependent on God. And that's where sin comes in. You see, sin is, that re- is always some sort of rejection of dependence upon God. And that sin, that primordial sin, is pride. Right? A, a saying that I want to be the creator rather than a creature rather than recognizing that I'm a, I'm a beloved son or daughter, I want to be the creator. And uh, friends, we've been loved into being. And we're made for love. But that requires us to say yes to that love. See, God didn't abandon us when we went away from Him, when we said, oh, I don't want to be dependent. Like a good parent who lets the four-year-old sort of walk away a little bit, but is always there. God came after us. He so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that those who believe in Him might have life. Jesus loves you and 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 everyone in this room. And He came and He died and He rose again that we might have life. But part of accepting His gift is recognizing that we need Him. It's recognizing that we need Him. And so, as you begin this Lent, as we begin this Lent, we pray that we might recognize our need for God. Right? We pray that we might allow that need to move us to ask Him for what we need, which is conversion, which is repentance. I implore you, brothers and sisters, as an ambassador of Christ, be reconciled to God. Be reconciled to Him. Now some of you, uh, most of us here, right, 
we were, when we were little babies, we were baptized in a font just like that. I was baptized over at St. Anthony's in October of 1991. And when I was baptized and when you were baptized as a little baby, a priest or a deacon made the sign of the cross on your forehead and claimed you for Christ. And then he poured the saving waters of baptism over you. And you were transferred from the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of light. And you were made a son or daughter of God, dependent upon him in all things, but redeemed and loved and invited. Some of you, though, might not know Jesus yet. And if you've been invited here, if you just came here because you're like, I want to participate in Ash Wednesday, great, I'm so glad you're here. I invite you to take a step. I invite you to, to, to make some motion towards God, whether that's coming to our, our program called Alpha or whether that's coming to, or to pray the rosary or committing to fasting in some way. Whatever it is, do it. Take a step towards Jesus and come to know Him, to meet Him, and to live for Him and then to share Him with others. Friends, I implore you on behalf of, Christ, of God, be reconciled to Christ Jesus. Amen.